welcome to episode 23 of the Breakaway Fantasy Football Podcast. This is going to be another solo podcast for me, just a short one this week. Um, I thought earlier in the week that it might be a little bit easier for me to just break it up a little bit, maybe do a short pod uh, on my own, just covering kind of the highlights from the week, and then do uh, a later pod with another member of the league, kind of breaking into a little bit of a special feature. So we're going to do that. We're going to speak with uh, Jack Francis tomorrow, and we're going to cover a little bit of a check-in on the rookies and see how they're doing this season. So that'll be a little bit longer form. This will be a little shorter form, and um, given that it's me, a little bit more monotone. Um, So we are going to cover the usual format of the things you love to see and the hope that kills you. It wasn't intentional, but the way that I have kind of broken this down is that I picked one player per offensive position this week uh, for each of the two sections. Um, So we're just going to go through it in that format. Uh, So without uh, any further delay, uh, we're going to start in on the things you love to see. So I've picked CJ Stroud this week. Um, Kind of a bit of a reflection of last week's performance as well. he wasn't obviously the highest fantasy performer this week, but from a real NFL life perspective, uh, his performance this week against the Bengals was absolutely fantastic. He's obviously shown um, some massive uh, potential, but I think winning a game like he did this week uh, against Joe Burrow, against a really good Bengals defense, was uh, a huge sign of his his huge potential. Um, he threw for 356 Uh, yards, one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. But I think it's the fact that he did overcome, uh, you know, what was a a real onslaught by the Bengals there at the end. And of course, the Bengals could have had a touchdown that Tyler Boyd dropped. But who knows, Stroud could have still come down the field and and won that game because he is that sort of performer. Uh, So far this season, he's QB9. He's already through his bye and he's thrown for more passing yards than Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert, Tua. I mean, he's just been absolutely fantastic. Um, He did it this week without Nico Collins, who I personally expected um, Stroud to struggle without his number one target, but he just made Noah Brown his number one target. Um, And uh, he he also had um, good games elsewhere, uh, you know, maybe less so from Tank Dell this week than than in other weeks, but Dalton Schultz uh, did really well. So, he is showing for me that he is absolutely the offensive rookie of the year. And, you know, this guy could enter the MVP debate. Um, I would say at the moment he's very much on the fringes of it. But if he takes that 5-4 and four Texans team to, you know, a winning record and who knows, scrapes into the playoff, then, you know, this guy has completely transformed that franchise. Um, great coaching as well, obviously. But, um, you know, you look at the contrast between him and, say, Bryce Young, and um, it, it's incredible what he's doing. In the running back position this week, um, uh, the guy I picked out was Brian Robinson. Um, he absolutely had his best career game from a fantasy perspective. He is currently the running back five on the season. And I was sort of looking down the running back list and going, wow, what a wasteland this season is really from a running back perspective if uh, if Brian Robinson's running back five. And he's only really getting about 50% of the snaps at the commanders. Um, this week he had 119 receiving yards. That is almost double what he had in the entirety of last season for receiving yards. So sort of a weird, weird season for Brian Robinson. But, you know, he's putting up the points and and, and getting stuff done. 
Um, wide receiver, it had to be CD Lamb this week. He is on an absolute tear uh, over the last three weeks. He has set an NFL record for three consecutive games with 150 receiving yards and 10 receptions. Um, that's not one of those sort of weird, quirky NFL records that, that anybody could set. I think, you know, those are real landmark areas and, and he's been absolutely brilliant. Obviously, Dak has been feeding him uh, and Dak's been really, really good. He had a great performance this week, uh, which we'll, we'll mention a little bit later. Um, but I think CeeDee Lamb, for me, has now entered the elite tier of wide receiver debate. Um and he is really, really pushing the Cowboys into those those playoff spots. He's currently the wide receiver three for the season. Um, so, yeah, great performances from him. Uh, Honourable mention for Dawson's guy, Brandon Cooks. Uh, just one week late on that awesome performance. Uh, never mind, eh? Um, from the tight end position, had to be TJ Hawkinson. 134 yards and a touchdown this week. He is Josh Dolph's favourite target. And for me, it's really great to see what TJ Hawkinson can do with a good quarterback uh, feeding him the ball. Um, Josh Dobbs um, has, has had a really good season. He's had a few duff games for the Cardinals, but those were against really, really tough defences. And, and obviously, he's getting a lot of a lot of praise now for the whole, oh, he doesn't know these guys in the locker room and, you know, he's NASA-level intelligent and all this kind of stuff. But it's just fun to see a guy like that. He's kind of like this season's Gino. Um, so, yeah, really, really fun. Hawkinson has, uh, has has done an amazing job there. And tight ends in general are starting to pick up. So you're seeing some good performances from from Hawkinson, from Andrews, Kittle, Laporta, Komet, Schultz. So <clears throat> a bit of a resurgence after a really, really terrible start to the season. Into the Hope That Kills You section, um, I think Trevor Lawrence has to be the QB that I mentioned. He was so, so bad this week for the Jags. Um, and obviously, uh, he hasn't been great this season. And, and I talked about him quite a bit in the episode after he had been traded. Um, he's really, really um, weighing down uh, Jackie Rawlins' roster right now. Um, you know, he, he didn't put up many points this week. He had 185 yards, two interceptions and a fumble. Um, and more broadly, you look at his record this season and he has only thrown for two TDs in a game once this season. And, and I don't know, don't quite recall exactly what it was last season, but he was so, so much better last season. I can't really put my finger on what's different because it's the same coaching staff. It's the same play caller. They added Calvin Ridley, uh, but he's just not performing. But the Jags are still pretty good and, and they are in contention for those playoff spots. So, I don't know. Maybe he will. He will come good. Um, but this season, uh, this week, sorry, an, an absolute stinker. Um, <clears throat> on the, kind of the flip side of, of CD Lamb's great performance was Tony Pollard's really poor performance. Um, only put up fifty-two yards this week. Um, he's currently the running back twenty-three on the season, and he is sub four yards per carry. Not quite the Trent Richard zone, but um, you know he he's below that level that's sort of seen as as the mark of where a good running back should be he's only got two tds on the season as well and you know last season he was he was running them in for fun um and i don't know if it's an offensive line issue i don't think it is because rico dowdle uh, ran for 79 yards uh, this week and and he just looks the better running back right now um small sample size of course but but pollard just doesn't look like the guy that in redraft leagues people invested um you know first round pick uh capital on so uh, not sure what's going on 
but um, as a Cowboys hater, it pleases me to see at least one of their players playing poorly. On the wide receiver side, after a brilliant performance last week and his first touchdown in over 600 days, Deontay Johnson crashed back to earth this week with a big 19 yards, 2.7 fantasy points. Um, I think this is really down to Kenny Pickett. Um, Pickett is just really, really, well, I was going to say he was unreliable as a fantasy performer, but he's entirely reliable um, as being absolutely rubbish. But the weird thing is, <clears throat> the Steelers are really good. Um, they've got a good record, and Pickett has this reputation for leading fourth quarter comebacks. Um, but you, you look at his throw chart and everything's outside the lines. There's nothing over the middle. It's a really, really weird offense, um, but they're winning games, so it won't really matter to too many people. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, it's really, really hard to have any trust in a Steelers wide receiver right now. Um, so as long as Kenny Pickett continues to play the way he is, hard to trust and hard to start a Steelers uh, receiver. And then finally, at the tight end position, I think this week uh, my kind of hope that kills you guy uh, would have been Taysom Hill. Um, who probably did kill some hope for Kyle, uh, given the performances he'd had in the previous three weeks where he'd had absolute monster scores. Uh, he had a terrible week this week with just 3.3 fantasy points. It all comes down to really what are the Saints able to do in the red zone. Uh, and, th and they weren't really in the red zone that much this week. They got their points from sort of further out with um, with, with Jameis and, and Chris Alave. So, I'm sure there are better weeks to come, and he, he is a weak winner when he's on, but um, he was a bit of a weak loser for Kyle this week, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the end of the highlights of the low light section for me for this week. We'll just touch in briefly on uh, on the scores and the performances in the league. Um, so first up, myself versus Valen. Uh, I won this one 228 to 164. Um, really, really fired there by good defensive performances by my, my three defensive players and really good quarterback performances uh, by my two QBs. Um, I'm now on a two-game winning streak and um, I've sort of fired myself very far clear of, of Francis at the bottom, which is pretty disappointing because I wanted that first overall pick. It doesn't look like I'm going to get it now. I don't really know what's behind my team's uh, minor resurgence. Um, but, uh, you know... Um, it, yeah, I have got good young players, so uh, yeah, could win this week, and, and obviously disappointing from from Valen, who now slides back towards uh, towards me at the bottom of the league. Uh, next up, Ed Lamb prevails two thirty three to one thirty one versus Franco. Uh, this was all Cowboys. Dax forty seven points. CD Lamb. Um, you know when the Cowboys are on, Ed Lamb's team is on. Um, Steve White won 252 to 224 versus Kyle. Um, again, Steve's team, a little bit like mine, massively fired up by uh, great defensive performances uh, and by uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't know that Kyle would have won necessarily with, uh, with, with a good Taysom Hill performance, but a slightly better one, and he would have at least got the Jackie B. Um, so, you know, a bit of a double loss there for Kyle. And that, uh, as we'll see, um, if you look at the league, it's, it's dropped him off the top spot and he's he's now in second. Him and the ball in his duo are still well clear of everyone, um, but he, he has now uh, lost that top spot. And then the final matchup of the week, uh, Jack Rawlins, 139 versus the ball in his duo, 227. Uh, I guess 
Chris wins the uh, the Rawlings brother battle this week. Um, Rawlings duo, and this is a little bit of a theme um, for, for this week, fired in by uh, some really great defensive scores. Uh, Alua Khan and, and Co. really putting up the points. And, of course, Mike Evans every time. Um, that guy uh, is on a tear this season. I think he's on track for 1,400 yards. Um, just showing no signs, really, of slowing down. Um, just uh, we've, we've said it before, but what a great performer that guy is. Um, that's kind of it for me um, for, for this podcast. Like I said, I thought I'd just do a short one, uh, kind of get the, the highlights and the lowlights out of the way, um, and then we can have a little bit of a different discussion with, with Franco might be a bit easier for me to do it in these kind of like bite-sized chunks, but, you know, we'll try something different. So until I speak to you next, which could be tomorrow, uh, let's wrap.